Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Hillbrook CTE podcast. I am Bill Selleck, Director of Technology. And I'm Annie Makala, Director of the Scott Center for Social Entrepreneurship. Yeah, you are. And we're excited to be back. We haven't been back since... Since the last time. May? I yeah. don't know. But when was that? It's season four. Season four. We're launching today. We are. And we're launching in a new space. We are. Very exciting. So what is this space? How, how would we describe this space? Well, we should give the update that the hub construction continues, which is why we are no longer in our old space. That is now your office. That is. That's the tech office. So it still has good people running technology out of it. Um, but now we are located in the Village of Friendly Relations. Yes. So the Village of Friendly Relations, this was the way I hear the stories is like the 1940s. And uh, so our school has been around Hillbrook since 1935, I think. And uh, and they wanted to build a place where the world could come together and get along. Yeah. And so our students actually, our students in the 40s, we weren't alive <laughs> there. But our, the, the, yeah. the royal we, the Hillbrook students of the 40s um, actually drew up a business plan got a bank loan, built them. Like we have photos of kids like 20 feet up with like hammering on shingles. Um, and so maybe five years ago, some, uh, some students decided, hey, we should do this again. And they built what we're in right now. So we're calling this the Hillbrook History House, the HHH. H cubed. Yeah, I think Hillbrook History House is also equally fast to say. Yeah, like, so the Hillbrook History House is now the Hillbrook Podcast Studio. It is. I wonder what we're going to call it. We need a good name. We do. have to work on that. The Podcast Studio History House of Hillbrook in the Village of Friendly Relations. Make an acronym for that. Yes. Um, We are excited to be back. So excited. And we have some updates to share, both about the future of season four and about um, some things that we both did over the summer that really mattered to us. Definitely. So the theme of season four, are you ready? Are you ready? Dun, dun, dun. The intersection, this is a mouthful, the intersection of technology, social entrepreneurship, and DEI, DEI being diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah, we're excited about these three topics, and we're going to have different ways of diving in and bringing new voices to the episodes, um, some of which come from within the Hillbrook community and some that are leading this work externally. Yeah, and, and for me, I think a big part of this, and this is going to be my share from uh, this past summer, um, is that technology and education, educational technology, ed tech, whatever you're going to call it, um, is so much better. And in, in some ways, I think we're starting to the point where it can't live without diversity, equity, and inclusion work and thought. Um, and I think it often does live without social entrepreneurship, but there's a really interesting intersection between the work you're doing, Annie, with social entrepreneurship and what um, the charge I'm leading with educational technology. Yeah, it's exciting. We also will be um, inviting our new director of diversity, equity, and inclusivity, Gulliver Lavage, who is um, new to our community, but but certainly not new to this work and comes to us from Woodside Priory. So he'll be joining for some episodes where we really dig into what does inclusion, what does diversity, what does inclusivity look like for both technology, education, and social entrepreneurship. Absolutely. And we're trying something new this year. We're going to try three kind of topics or kind of styles of episode. 
Um, so the first one is going to be the six pillars of social entrepreneurship. What are those, Annie? Do you have them memorized? I do. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. I'm going to have it in the show notes. Let's see if you okay, get it. Okay, you can attest to whether I do this without looking at my notes. Yeah. They are design, story, civics, systems, finance, and agency. Oh, you totally did it without notes. Yes. Those are the six. Um, if that's new to people, what was step one? Yeah, so when we talk about social entrepreneurship education, we often are um, brought into a larger conversation about community engagement, social innovation, service learning. Um, And what we're really trying to do with these six pillars is to say, yes, absolutely, those types of learning, that way of thinking is connected to social entrepreneurship. And there is a specific um, goal and way of, of teaching and learning social entrepreneurship that uses these six pillars we're all going to have one or two that we feel most comfortable um and in terms of the lens that we see the world but to truly be doing social entrepreneurship education um, we're both asking faculty and students to dig into using all six in connection with one another Um, and we try to always start with story and that's where another subset of this season we're going to Um, dig into the two questions that guide the Scott Center for Social Entrepreneurship, which are what matters to me and what am I doing about it? And the the third question that if we were going to add a third um, is who am I partnering with to do this work in the community? And so our goal is that we're helping children as young as JK, as young as kindergarten, think about this question and have an outlet, have a platform for sharing with us and with their classmates, with their family, with their friends, Um, something that is happening in the world that matters to them. And then throughout their time at Hillbrook, we're giving them the tool set, the mindset, the skill set to do something about it. Also in full recognition that it's impossible to be a social entrepreneur by yourself. And I, we maybe should do like a debate style topic around the difference of entrepreneurship and innovation and helping children see the ability to use both but that entrepreneurship really is about the connection to community and getting other people excited about the things that matter to you that is so exciting and this is something that as far as we know is not happening in any grade below ninth right so to be doing this with elementary students with middle school students um, yeah, super exciting. It's really exciting. There are certainly schools that are digging into it in middle school. It's very rare for us to find partners that are doing it in junior kindergarten and kindergarten and first and second. Um, but but hopefully, um, as our work grows and as we're able to share with more schools how important this is to have these conversations young, these are muscles that have to be built. This is the kind of education that really needs a long trajectory and children um, need the opportunity to experiment with different ways of being a change maker and what it feels like to wear different hats. Um, and so we're really excited and motivated by the ability to, to do this work through the center, but then also to share it with others. That's, that's so great. So we're going to dedicate an episode to each of those pillars, story, design, civics, systems finance and agency yes i read it well done though you didn't miss one i did not so that that's going to be kind of the the first kind of topic or kind of category of thing we also have closely related the what matters to me wednesday yes so you if you aren't following the scott center for social entrepreneurship social media go ahead and join our facebook and our instagram pages we'll add those handles to the show notes um 
what we're doing is trying to give a, a way of connected to our story pillar. We want to share the things that matter to people within our community. And we want to use the questions that we know are true to social entrepreneurs in the world, which is that something happened to that person. They experienced something. They talked to someone. Um, they have an empathy. They have empathy for the world in a way that they want an outlet to do something about it. Um, and so the What Matters to Me Wednesday episodes will be short. They'll be between seven and ten minutes. And they will... Um, it's our opportunity to share stories of our community and we know individual stories of the school make up the school as a whole we'll be posting these on our various sites the cte.org on our hillbrook website and then also on the scott center for social entrepreneurship social media sites and website and as always you can also subscribe in apple podcasts there you go or wherever you get your podcasts except mostly apple podcasts mostly apple yeah I think I'm an Apple girl. Yeah, as am I. That's good. Um, and so, yeah, it's an it's an exciting evolution for us to be able to share. Over the summer, um, we spent a lot of time designing our social entrepreneurship, the Scott Center for Social Entrepreneurship Impact Report. And so that was our opportunity to really dig into these six pillars, show the examples of how they're already showing up on campus, um, but also talk about the future of how we see these pillars evolving at school. And then our third big category or topic or theme or style or whatever is going to be just talking about ed tech, right? So how does technology thoughtfully get integrated into classrooms? And I think there's going to be a lot of overlap with technology in classrooms with social entrepreneurship, technology in classrooms talking about diversity, technology in classrooms talking about inclusion, right? So all of those things. Um, And maybe I just jump right into one of my big takeaways from the summer, awesome, which is how I think... um, this has become top of mind for me. So it's not just that Gulliver is our new director of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, This came up a lot at the ISTE conference in Philadelphia this past June. Um, And ISTE stands for? What stands for ISTE? They got rid of the acronym kind of, but it used to stand for the International Society of Technology and Education. Oh. So for us ed tech people, it's kind of the the mothership of, of ed tech stuff. That's awesome. 18,000 of my closest friends every June um, sort of conference. So I was at um, in one particular session and it was a big room, kind of narrow, but really deep. And I was in the back and it it just, it was, and I I couldn't hear anything and and I tend to be able to hear well. So I was like, wow. Um, I knew two of the three presenters well, went up to the very front row, right in the middle of their presentation. And they were just so nice. Like, hey, it's, you know shout out to Bill or just, you know, a waiver or something. Um, and one ran over and I was like, I need you guys to use the mic. Like I super, I could not hear in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was, there, it was complicated, right? It was like, well, the three of us kind of talked about it and there weren't enough mics. So they're just, we're not going to use the mic. I was like, I couldn't hear. Um, and so I just sent out like a really simple tweet. Just, you know, if you're a presenter at ISTE, please use a microphone. Accessibility matters. Um, kind of thinking nothing of it you know tweeting kind of non-stop on instagram stories kind of non-stop at the conference um and people just kept replying sharing amazing articles stories their own personal um stories of of them or their students with accessibility particularly just microphones right mm. and it it was such a powerful takeaway of by using a microphone you can be so much more inclusive mm. right and and to this day like it 
the numbers don't matter, right? But the, the quantity of likes and retweets and replies is unlike anything I've ever experienced on any social media. I think this very clearly matters to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the simplest takeaway is if you are presenting and there's a microphone, please use it. If it's maybe more than 10 people in the room, right? Unless you're at the same table, find a microphone and use it. Yeah, right? you are a microphone genius. You got our podcast studio all decked out with great mics and it really does matter yeah Yeah. and it matters and and it's such a simple thing um and it it really struck me just how big of a deal it is to so many people and it's also one of those if we take just a step back of of all the ways that we can be more inclusive just by looking at someone you're not gonna be able to tell that they have a hearing difference Mm -hmm. right so saying can you hear me can i use my teacher voice right there's there's a lot of research and a lot of stories and a lot of you know links that people have shared with me about why a lot of those choices aren't good Um, but just knowing that you know to be more inclusive it's not about you and how you feel with a microphone or how you don't feel with a microphone or whatever use the mic and it makes a difference and there's there's a lot there's a lot of talk about you know that specifically with accessibility and inclusivity um the the last thing i share with the ACT conference for their proposals for 2020 in anaheim um, you know, what makes a good proposal is, you know, in bullet points and, you know, be a leader, share, you know, what this <laughs> and that. And they, they added one or I noticed one. I'm not sure which. I, I think it's new this year is uh, one of the, the things they're looking for for proposals is be inclusive. Mm. And so on their website, I can just read it. It says, choose co-presenters who represent diverse backgrounds, perspectives and experiences. And so it makes me super proud to be a member of ISTE yeah. and to have a, a really big organization like this actually have that stake in the ground to say, you need to be inclusive if you are submitting a proposal. Yeah, that's a great step. And of course, it's one of many that they will be taking and we're all um, needing to do our part in digging into this work. Our senior le- leadership team over the summer, Red White Fragility, which drew some really important conversations. Um that we are continuing as a team and thinking about what does this mean for our school? What does this mean for our community? And it is um, deeply important work. Absolutely. And also quick shout out to Equity EDU. Um, They have an amazing Facebook page. They are a new nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Um, They are just finishing up a book study of white fragility. Oh, interesting. So if people are interested in being part of that conversation with a larger community, that's a good resource. Google Equity EDU. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my big takeaway this summer. How about you? Yeah, I you know, I think um summer is always an interesting time because I it's a it's a busy time for the Scott Center for social entrepreneurship um and that isn't always visible to the Hillbrook community. We were working on our impact report, which was really fun. We worked with a B Corporation, a benefit corporation, um and was I was really excited about our partnership with them and being able to tell our story through photographs and quotes um and it was it was a big part of my summer working on that we have a summer fellow who has stayed on and uh fiona maloney mccrystal who is um now in graduate school down in monterey but she was here with us over the summer in person and really helped us solidify um our next phase of the scott center i also 
went for the 10th year to Aspen Ideas Festival, where I um, maintain my role as a lifelong summer intern <laughs> in exchange for being able to attend some sessions at the conference. Um, I do anything and everything that they might need. And it's a, it's a great reminder that um, these conferences can be cost prohibited to people. And um, I've found a, a way to manage that. But I also am always mindful of like, oh, there are a lot of people that should be at this conference that can't afford it. Right, right. And, you know, what is my role in helping people get connected to scholarships and fellowships and advocating for educators, especially to be in these rooms and in these conversations? Um, and one of the, the, a really interesting conversation that I was part of um, was around the future of artificial intelligence in the classroom. In the classroom. Yeah, they were talking about China has um, over the summer released a required K 12. AI curriculum and we were looking at like what might this look like for the US and you know is this something that should be required could we make it open source so that it's opt-in um, but these are conversations that are happening globally and how do we equip teachers and students to be part of these conversations as opposed to being the recipients of them um, so it was really exciting to be able to be a voice in there and say you know design alongside schools, design alongside educators, design alongside students, because that makes the experience so much better. And this is an, you know, this is a topic that we are going to have to grapple with. Yeah, absolutely. I really hope that if they put out some curriculum that is released as an open ed resource, OER. Yeah. That's a great way to share content, to create your own curriculum and share it out open source so that everyone can have access to it. Definitely. Another way we can be more inclusive. Yeah. And the other really cool talk that I went to was um, a graduate student from New York who was working in on the coast of California to come up with a plastic alternative that used seaweed as the alternative to plastic. And she was looking at it from a design. She was a design student. So she was looking at it from a design perspective, but also then connecting it into the future of sustainable packaging um, and what, what that's going to look like for our world. And it was... Um, really amazing to to hear her process and see how much she was able to do in a short summer right here you know 30 minutes from the hillbrook campus at the monterey bay aquarium that is really cool which is not 30 minutes it's actually an hour and 30 minutes from our campus but 30 minutes as the crow flies there you go without traffic without traffic or roads yes yeah cool (laughs) so yeah it's a it's a it was a really great um it's i call it my adult summer camp I know that's how you feel about ISTE. It's oh, a absolutely. great time to reconnect with people and stretch my mind and soul a little bit. And now we're back. We are. Yeah. So join us for season four with our three topics, the six pillars of social entrepreneurship, what matters to me Wednesdays and ed tech. It's not a creative title at the end. I like your titles better, but it's hey, going to be good. It's going to be great. It we're is. excited. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. So where can people find you? You gave a little shout out to the Scott Center for Social Entrepreneurship Facebook yeah. page. We have a Facebook page and an Instagram. Both of those are telling the story of our work. You can also find our work on the Hillbrook website along with my email, which is amakela, A-M-A-K-E-L-A at hillbrook.org. If you're interested in learning more, please reach out. And where do they find you on Insta? That's what Soch the kids call Aunt, it. Scott Center for Aunt EDU. There we are. And so it's Scott underscore Center underscore SOC underscore ENT. You can tell this is the integration of social entrepreneurship 
and technology happening, Bill is much better at giving the exact handles than I am. Yeah, you can also just open up Instagram and search Scott Center, and it's the first thing that shows up. Awesome. So it's, it's really cool, the work that you and Fiona are sharing on that. That is a great and easy follow. You can also follow along with the Hillbrook Center for Teaching Excellence yes. on, as my mom calls it, the Twitters. We are at Hillbrook CTE. And then, um, obviously, if you're listening to this, right, the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And HillbrookCTE.org is the home for all the things. If you have resources or topics that you hope we will dive into, don't hesitate to reach out to either of us. Absolutely. Thanks, Bill. It's great to be back. Yeah, it is. Thanks, Annie.